This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. Welcome back, Move Milkers, to the Skywalk. Oh, yeah. We got Jeffrey back in the house today. Yep. We're here. We missed you last time, Jeff. Thanks, man. What we're going to do today is we're going to cover some recent news items. Nice. And then, Jeffrey, I'm so excited about I got this. something new. We're going to have our first installment of the Galactic Casting Company. Oh, yeah. And uh, what we're going to do in there, Jeff, is we're going to uh, put some people in some Star Wars. Okay. You know, we're going to talk about... Uh, we got a list of names, huh? Yeah. We got some people that we're already thinking about. We got okay. some people that want to be in a Star War. True, and we're going to figure out where to put them. Uh, because the listeners might not realize, but Jeffrey and I have recently been asked to head up all theoretical casting in Star Wars movies. No way. By imaginary Kathleen Kennedy herself. I don't know. I got a voicemail in Chinese. It may have been her. Yeah. That's the one. That's okay. the one. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. It's that one. Spam threat. Hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into it, though. Oh, social meters? Social meters, yep. buddy. <laughs> How did that know? Here's where the good people can find <laughs> us on social media. <laughs> iTunes, search for the Skywalk, sky as in sky, walk as in the thing you cook in, W-O-K. Sizzling. And uh, please leave us a review there. Jeff, you, as you know, if people leave us a review there, uh, we're going to give them a deadline. We're going to say by the end of the month, okay? okay? So you have the rest of September, which is mm-hmm. not a long time, to get your reviews in. And if you do, you will be entered to win the sick Ahsoka Tano Pin set. Wow. From 800 Pound Productions, aka 800 Pound Pins on Twitter. Um, really? Yeah, so get us in the review. Spotify is spotty at best. Same deal. Search The Skywalk. Spotify is probably our worst platform, so avoid it at all costs. Facebook. Wow. Facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Because okay. we got that corrected, Jeffrey. We did. Facebook is actually the world's worst platform. Maybe recommend using group text to stay in touch with those that you it's love. It's official. Uh, Twitter at the Skywalk. There we go, Jeff. That's what we I got that hear. updated too. All right. Twitter is also garbage. Maybe we recommend TweetDeck or maybe Tweetcaster for Android. Hey now, Podomatic, Jeffrey. What do you got to tell us oh, about that? Oh, you know about that, listeners. It's Star Wars Over Jeff, could we say that Podomatic is our best platform? Oh yeah, I think so. I think it is. Podomatic is as good. As Spotify is bad at customer service, we just want to give one more shout out too to our sponsor of the months of Oct- of August and September, Sol Azteca Cafe Sol Azteca in Newton Center, Massachusetts, Taco Donna Tuesdays. So uh, you have the rest of September. There's one Tuesday left, I think. Let's do it. Crap. <gasps> No, there's not. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, technically, there are no Tuesdays left in September, so you can no longer get 10% off your meal at Cafe Solas Tech. But, Jeff, I think we should talk to them about an extension. So we'll update y'all. If we can manage to extend Taco Donna Tuesdays through October, y'all will be the first to know. Jeff, let's get into this news. First on a... We're going to pause our hilarity for a moment, Jeff, because... Okay, this is uh, serious. No, this is a serious story. Uh, Star Wars producer Gary Kurtz passed away recently at oh. 78 years of age. Um, StarWars.com put up an official statement about Gary. Uh, there was actually something a little bit lengthier on Variety that I found really interesting, Jeff. First, to tell people why this matters, Gary Kurtz produced Star Wars A New Hope. He produced Empire Strikes Back. Uh, The story in Variety mentions that he also produced American Graffiti and The Dark Crystal. I'm going to read you what it says here, Jeff. Mm. It says his career was closely aligned with that of George Lucas, but the two parted ways after the troubled production of The Empire Strikes Back. 
Uh, then I'm going to skip forward a little bit. This is interesting. When it came time to make Return to the Jedi, Kurtz was replaced as producer. Mark Hamill likened the split to, quote, mom and dad getting a divorce. Wow. Uh, the article says it appeared to rankle Kurtz. This is what this is what Gary Kurtz had to say in a 2010 interview, Jeff, with the Los Angeles Times. He said the movies became too motivated by merchandising. Ouch. Uh, and listen to this next part. This is this is the direct quote from Gary Kurtz on the direction that Star Wars went in. Presumably, this is how he feels about how it went after his departure, right? Okay. Uh, after Empire, before Return of the Jedi, and everything since, I, I assume. Mm. Uh, he said, the toy business began to drive the Lucasfilm empire. It's a shame. They make three times as much on toys as they do on films. It's natural to make decisions that protect the toy business, but that's not the best thing for making quality films. Wow. Ouch. You burnt. Wow. It's funny because when I started seeing um, that he had passed away and everybody's mm-hmm. saying, you know, he was a great producer and it's clearly true that he was uh, and should be appreciated. Yes. Uh, I thought it was all good, you know. And then I read this, and I, I didn't know the history there. It sounds to me, Jeff, like he was sort of the anti-Rick McCallum. I'm um, sorry to see him pass away. It's too bad that, uh, you know, they didn't weren't able to repair their relationship. Yeah, it sounds like the Star Wars franchise would have been better for it if he had stayed on board. Yeah. I think that Return of the Jedi would have been the same, but some parts would have been cut out of it. Yeah. So I, I feel like he would have been is. the guy in the writer's room to be like, no, you can't kill a stormtrooper with a stick. Um, Jeff, next topic. All right. Bob Iger has finally commented on the poor timing. You don't say. Of the release of the Solo movie. Now, Brett, haven't we been talking about this for, I don't know, years? <laughs> oh, yeah, eons. Um, so he gave an interview, Jeff. Okay. What did he uh, say? To The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. And here was the question, which is actually a statement, but he responded to it. The, right. the, the statement was, many believe Disney should pump the brakes and not put out a Star Wars movie each year. Really? Let's not address that yet, Jay. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, but here's what Bob Iger said yeah, in response. Keep going. What he I, sa- I love the ending. I wish, I wish I could read like Bob Iger. Yeah. Uh, but he said, I made the timing decision, and as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much too fast. Thank you, Bob Iger. I appreciate your candor. Uh, and then he continues saying, you can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. J.J. is busy making episode nine. We have creative entities, including Benioff and Weiss, who are developing sagas of their own, which we haven't been specific about. And, uh, Bob, I would add Ryan Johnson. Bob continues, (laughs) and we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after JJ's. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing. And the buck stops here on that. Meaning, again, my bad fam from Bob Iger. It's about time. However... He's really he's really talking. Who is he really talking to? Because uh, he's not talking to the fans. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell right. you. Yeah. He do do. You think so? CEOs yeah. don't speak <laughs> unless it's for the investors. Yeah, but he also you know speaks saying? directly to them all the time. I mean, yeah. most of the cl- most of the things we've ever read out of Bob Iger's mouth on this podcast were from investor calls. Exactly. Right? When he's talking directly to the to directly creepy, direct. the creepy Montgomery Burns billionaires. <laughs> and you know there's like 10 of them. That are always waiting in the next room. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, they're right there watching his every move. Excellent. All I'm saying is, yeah, is there a reason you dropped Ryan Johnson's name? Dude, how do you not remember Ryan Johnson's name? I would caution against reading too much into that just on the fact that this is one Quest. This is one Q and A mm-hmm. out of many other Q's and A's. Yes, it was a very long interview. 
However, Brett, yeah. you do understand yeah. that this is the point of a hot take. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool then. Uh, next topic, Jeffrey. Let's go back. Moving on. Let's go back to our agenda here. Oh. Speaking of which, another no dumb moment. From the no dur category. <laughs> you know, I think we need to just make that a section of the show. Yeah, we should have. This This should be a recurring thing because there's yeah. always no dur moments in, in the news. Uh, or as Liz Lemon once said, Hadoy. Hadoy. This is from John Kasdan, okay. son of Lawrence Kasdan. Yes. They were co-writers on the Solo movie. Oh. In a post on Twitter, he wrote – he just put up all these bullet points on Twitter. I don't know why he does this. But anyway, it was interesting. All these little insights about the Solo movie. And here's one that he – this is what he had to say about Tandy Newton, who played Val in the movie. The, uh, the love interest of Woody Harrelson's Beckett in the movie. I should have made this Jeopardy. Yeah, you should have because I just – I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Here's what John Kasdan had to say about Tandy Newton as Val. In retrospect, Tandy Newton may have actually been too good and too interesting as Val. It was always in the design of the story that Beckett would lose his trusted crew members during the conveyex job gone wrong. And be forced, that was the train scene, mm-hmm. and be forced to rely on newbies, Han and Chewie. And this would also open the door for Lando, Kira, and L3 to join the crew. Makes sense, right? As a story. Yep. Here's where the Makes problem sense. comes in. He says, but Tandy is so compelling to watch that the, spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> have you not seen Solo yet? Oh, I feel bad for those who haven't seen Solo just for the joke factor. Wait, but Jeff, and, and also people, you're making... Human stock footage. Paul Bettany looked like a liar because he oh, said everybody on the man. planet is going to see Solo. Yeah. Um, so here's a spoiler. All right, here we go. Uh, but he, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll pick back up the quote. Thank you for the Paul Bettany reference too. Oh yeah, baby. Any, you, you anytime we can, today, anytime man. we can dig at Paul Bettany, <laughs> Blando Calrissian, Blando Calrissian. <laughs> uh, but Tandy is so compelling to to watch that the death of her character feels a little like a cheat. It's an odd and unexpected problem that comes with working with such amazing, compelling actors in the Star Wars universe. You just want more of them. Jeff, no argument here. So here's the thing. Like, that, her character was so good in the movie, you're like, why is she dying? Right. If, but if she, but you see, are this questioning makes sense the now, director right, right. during the movie, it's a problem. Right. Yeah, but, but you see why this – to me, this, this, this makes me even more hesitant to ever criticize without knowing the facts. Though, uh-huh. Right? Because you could, you could look at this and be like, oh, why did the Kasdans write this character off in the first act of the movie? But in reality, they're saying, like, we, all we needed was a scrub. We didn't. We weren't expecting exactly. Tandy Newton. Exactly. Right? This is like Bill Belichick tells somebody, like, "Hey, we need somebody to replace our slot receiver," and they come back with Jerry Rice. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, uh, okay." But then you only throw to him three times in the game. Well, just like you totally could have had more of what's her name, um, the bounty, uh, not the bounty hunter, the um, the gang leader. Enfys Nest. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the, net, the, the yeah, end, yeah. like they could have had so much more. Yeah. Just on her. See, here's the difference with that, Jeff. All right. I truly believe that. Oh, we're gonna get to this actually. Mm. Uh, let's get to this right now. I fully believe they intended to have a sequel, and that's what leads us into our next topic. We're gonna stay hey down here a little bit. All right. Segue. Ron Ron Howard's comment on a solo sequel. So somebody on Twitter, Jeffrey, yeah. asked Ron Howard if he'd like to see a solo sequel happen. And Ron Howard retweeted it, right, and said, love the demonstration of interest uh, from this Star Wars fan, see below. So he's kind of telling his followers 
if you guys are interested, like this guy below, uh, just let us know. That's how I took it, Jeff. I took that as kind of a solicitation of like, show your interest so that this thing will get greenlit. My problem, Jeffrey, is does it have to be Ron Howard again? Can we just start fresh? I mean, you have, I think everybody is on board with the cast of the movie going forward. Uh, you know, not everybody loves Alden Ehrenreich as solo, but I feel like it's, if you were to average it out, it's a collective good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves Donald Glover, Amelia Clark. Now you've introduced Maul and Fist Nest, and that's where Emphis Nest comes in. I think they fully intended to keep oh, making yeah. these movies. Yeah. Right? You don't introduce, this is like, Enfys Nest is a franchise building block, you know. She could kind of take her own series of movies because there was so much interest in her. You know, maybe she's the Boba Fett of the solo movie. That character where you're like, that character is super cool. I really want to know more. And all you did was give me a little bit, a little taste. They could have made a they they could make an entire trilogy just based on Enfys Nest. Jeffrey, one more thing to get in. That we wanted to get in this week. New idea, Brian. For our listeners. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Adam Driver is hosting SNL this weekend on September 29th with musical guest Kanye West. But <clears throat> Anyway, hopefully this means the return of undercover Kylo, a.k.a. Matt the Technician. So, uh, anyways, set your DVRs. Hey, now. <laughs> if you're old like us. That's going to be something. <laughs> and you don't want to stay up till 1133 or something. It starts at a weird time. You ever notice that? That's why it's all about the YouTube clip afterwards. Jeffrey, I think it's time. Oh, Brent, I got one more new idea. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. What about, and I know this may have been pitched in another format, but a movie anime version in Star Wars, the universe. Oh, a Star Wars anime. Feature length anime movie. Jeff, I would love that. There was a there was a trailer this week and uh I uh for Rebels. No, no, for um Resistance. Resistance. No, but I mean nope. there there was something else. Somebody posted, I've seen this all over social media. Mm. Somebody made an anime style trailer of The New Hope. You yes. saw this? Yes. The New Hope. A New Hope. Yeah. And it was amazing. I mean, the good thing is Resistance sort of has that anime influence. It does. It looks really cool. I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's a little super too, kiddie. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Go ahead. <clears throat> so catch Kylo on SNL this weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Jeff, hold on. Let me get this. Hello? Oh, uh-huh. Ethan Hawk. Jeff, it's Ethan Hawk. You know what this means. It's time for the Galactic Casting Company. Okay, so I know I said I had Ethan Hawke on the line, and that wasn't entirely true. Uh, What it is, Jeff, is he actually left us a voicemail uh, from the set of Conan, apparently. Let's hear what he had to say. And you're obsessed. You've been obsessed with, like, being in a Star Wars movie, even if you're in a Wookiee costume. You said you I play would a... Def- yes, I would pl- do that so well. Oh. Never been in one, no. And, and the truth is, it, it, at first it's okay, because there weren't very many of them. But now there's a lot of them, and I still haven't been in one. I've said yeah. it on national TV over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I will audition. I'll play Wookiees. I'll play Jedis. I'll play bad guys. Can I get an audition? So, Jeff, what do you think? Uh... Mr. Hawk is very passionate about this. He really wants to be into Star Wars. He's definitely got the enthusiasm. He's passionate about it. That's what you want. There's got to be a part for him, maybe in a cartoon. 
because oh. I feel like he should work his way up, right? Oh, I mean, you yeah. can't just—I'm sorry—you yeah. can't just jump into the into the trilogy. Yeah, Th- that's not how it works. Yeah. You got to you got to start off small and work your way up. <laughs> so maybe like a little voice part, yeah, for a little porg, yeah, and then you know eventually he makes it to co-pilot status, yeah, and then maybe he gets to actually sit at the chess desk in the Millennium Falcon, and then maybe. He gets to hide in the cargo hold, and then maybe he actually gets to shoot a gun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like your idea of having him work his way up from animated up into live action. Maybe then he crosses over into the live action TV show. Yeah, because he. I don't know. I don't feel like he. He says he likes Star Wars. Yeah, but I. I really didn't hear any. He. I don't know if he knows about Star Wars. Would Paul Bettany describe him as a died in the will nerd fan? I don't think so. Oh, Jeff, I think we're... Is that our fax machine? Is that a fax machine? Oh, oh that's a rough fax, bro. <laughs> uh, there might be asphalt in do that. We, do we have an intern or something we can get to look at that thing? I think we need some help in the IT department. Something's coming through, Jeff. Many, many dots per inch. Uh, <laughs> What's going through? What is that? What is that? Sorry for the noise. Move milkers. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, right. okay, it's Jeff. In, it's in. I see. Dude, it's almost like Ethan Hawke has this place bugged. Cause he Did just, you hear something? Yeah, here. He just faxed us his headshot. Oh. I got to say, Jeff, it's huh. a pretty majestic headshot. Ethan Hawke, is, he's a handsome dude. Yeah. Jeff, you know you know what I'm looking at now? Mm. He kind of has that side gray thing going on, right? He's working it. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that because it's like you're not old yet. But you kind of get the grays. You're a little bit battle-tested. So, you know, when he said that he would be willing to play a Jedi, I'm kind of starting to think, like, maybe, you know? Maybe. Here's the other thing, Jeff. Here's the thing. Has Ethan Hawke ever played an evil doppelganger? Oh. Or villain? So that could be the thing. See, what I think we've been missing, Jeff, Mm -hmm. uh, this is why we're now in charge of theoretical casting, is because I think we've been missing that sort of nebulous... Good, is it a good guy or a bad guy character? Now, Benicio Del Toro was supposed to be that in The Last Jedi. And I, oh, dude. The, the problem is... So mad about he that. He was such a goofy character that I didn't even care if he was good or not. I'm like, dude, please kill this person <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it'd be really cool to have somebody who is maybe even training a Jedi. You know, like, so one of the only hmm. instances of this that I, th- that I found very interesting is Qui-Gon Jinn. In The Phantom Menace, which this is one of the only redeeming qualities I found in that movie. But the fact that Qui-Gon was uh, a little bit out of line at times for a Jedi, right? The way that uh, he spoke up, he wasn't afraid to question the Jedi Council. Um, You never really felt like... No, he wasn't afraid to tell them they were outright wrong. Yeah. Even with Samuel L. Jackson on the council. He's like, yeah, I don't care what you're doing, bro. <laughs> so, but you never really thought that there was any potential for him to be bad. No. But that was kind of the first foray into somebody who's like, oh, this isn't just a Jedi who, who's always in line. Right. Um, so I find it be interesting to maybe him be training a younger Jedi, but then that younger Jedi start to suspect that maybe there's a little more going on here with this dude. Where in the timeline? Um, I don't know. I think I would actually like to put him in post episode nine. Uh, but, you know, here's, here's what we got to do, though, Jeff, first. Before we can handle Mr. Hawk's request, we need to get some people of color in the Star Wars Yes, universe we do. Because we are sorely lacking in that category. Um, Jeff, you know, a lot of people bring up Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, right? 
because they're kind of this tandem director and actor team oh, right, right, that have had success okay. with Creed, with Black Panther. The thing is, uh, as much as I would love to see that. I don't want to see him in Star Wars. Though. I don't think they'll be interested, Jeff. Nope. I don't think they're taking our call. Nope. To get into the Just, Star Wars universe. Hey, Chad, Chad Boswick? Nope. Nope. Bozeman? It's one of those. Boswick? Something. Something. All right. Yeah, I don't see him doing it either. Nope. Yeah. Let's keep working on this, Jeff. All right, here we go. Moof milkers. Uh, give us some names. Give us some suggestions. And again, I think they should resurrect Tandy. Tandy. <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay, here we go. Yeah. The guy that um, plays Killmonger's father. I think he's in the new Predator movie. He is, he is. And you know who else is? Keegan-Michael Key. My yeah. bad. Which, here's the thing. I, I actually, think he could play... See, see this is Jeff, are thing. we on board? Are, I'm totally on board. Yes. All right, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I bet who you am though. I? <laughs> this guy. All right. So I think that yeah. even though he's comedian, I think he could totally play a serious bad dude. That's what I was thinking, like, Jeff. Totally. Jeff, we're so connected, man. See? I was thinking the same thing. And, and it was weird because some of these other people, I felt like they're too distinct right. in their current persona. And they need and he, something to branch off on. And maybe it is because he's a comedian, right? And yeah. I think that a lot of times people who have only done comic roles, they thrive when you – all of a sudden you put them in that role and say, don't be funny. Yeah. Go dark. Go dark yeah. all the way. Go dark. Yeah. So there we go. Keegan-Michael Key. We'll still take your suggestions, Move Milkers. If you can beat that, then uh, then let us know. And of course – got to shout him out, People man. are going to be like, well, what about Jordan Peele, right? No, no, no. I don't know. I could, he's, hey, he's good. No. Jeff, how how about he directs? He could okay, okay. Didn't he isn't wasn't he Oscar nominated for Get Out? Get him in the director spot. Wow, Key and Peele war. And the thing is, yeah. I guarantee you, he's a big time Star Wars fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff, um, I'll see you back at work at the Galactic Casting Company next time. Nice. Um, now we've only we're kind of doing this as a contract basis so i don't know how often we'll be called upon hey to do more casting work on behalf of lucasfilm lucasfilm imaginary division um <laughs> it's called lid oh yeah. i got it yeah yeah, yeah. All right. that's where we work now people so hey, congratulate us because you know what we keep a lid on it. yeah i want to get one of those linkedin emails it's like congratulate brett and jeff on their new position at lid this is jeff this is brett and we're just two dudes talking about star wars on the skywalk I'm sorry, the song just popped in my head. That's all right. Crack a lagging? Yep. What's that from? Hmm? What's that from? To the window, to the floor. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is that us? Yeah, that's where that's Get from? No. I know the song. It's not like Petey Pob level, but it's close. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I, I'm actually shocked that you know who that is. <laughs> like, I don't know who why. Who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my. Yeah, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs>